Welcome back to another episode of Hot Off the Hip. This podcast exists to connect and inspire young professionals in West Michigan through shared stories and aspirations. Young professional is a term used to describe those in the first half of their career. This podcast's goal is to connect you more thoroughly to your vibrant young professional community through this show. Thank you for taking some time today to listen in. I'm your host, Johannes Boot, and with me is Simone Withers, this season's co-host. Hey everyone, today we're wrapping up season two, the 2021 HYP Award winner's season, where we got to interview all six of the 2021 HYP Leadership Award winners. We featured some strong leaders this season, if I have to say so myself, (laughs) and came across many interesting themes. In today's episode, we'll do a little review, unpack some future goals, and learn about Simone's next hobby. So let's jump right in. Simone, I just can't help but think about how cool it was to get to know our award winners a little bit more personally. And I'm just speaking for myself, but I know it's true for you that we got to learn so much more about the individual behind each one of those awards, not just that they got an award, but who the actual person is. Yeah, absolutely. I think what really blew my mind was after we went through this whole interview process and we got to listen back to all these episodes, there were so many really common themes between each of these leaders and what they shared, and we didn't coordinate it at all. Yeah, and it was cool because our process was kind of like, let's take each single person and honor their story and their um, achievements well. And then when we started looking back at each one of the episodes, we are like, whoa, they're talking about a lot of similar themes coming up from different angles, but still the core thing was the same. And so I think that's really exciting. And that's why we're doing this concluding episode is to bring out those um, key themes and kind of share them with everybody and conclude them and, and wrap up season two. So... Definitely. If anything, this shows that there is some sort of secret sauce when it comes to Mm. being a really strong and impactful leader in the community. Amen to that. One of the first things I'd like to themes I'd like to pull on is this theme of experimentation, moving out of your comfort zone and trying things new. What did you think about experimentation? Where did that stand out in your mind? I have to say Thinking back on the episodes, Rachel really cracked me up when she talked about being a yes person. (laughs) I could tell you were uncomfortable with that at first, too. (laughs) Okay. So personally, the only reason why I was kind of taken aback is because personally, I am the type of person I struggle to say no. I take on projects on top of each other. I overcommit. And I've been really practicing to pull myself back. Mm -hmm. And... To hear someone like Rachel say, oh, be a yes person, just say yes. I was like, girl, you have to unpack this for me because this goes against everything I've been trying to force discipline on myself to follow. So what did she say? What, What brought that out for you? When we did start to dive into what she meant by yes person, I thought it was really, really powerful. And it's definitely quantity and quality um, in Rachel's mind. And um, something that she said was that there are those days when it's hard to find the motivation to get up and do something, but you have to remind yourself that it's worth it. Every connection and every opportunity is worth it, even if it's a bad experience. So when you think about opportunities that come up, sometimes there are moments where you know, either we're too tired or we're too shy or we're just worried to put ourselves out there. But you have to think this experience, whether it goes well or not, um, is going to add 
and build your character and you'll never know what the opportunity is until you actually pursue it and see how it plays out. Yeah, and I, I just remember her saying something to the extent of, you know, some days you could just go home and crash and and, and zone out for a while, but take the courage to take that next step and, and pour into your community and uh, and make some meaningful connections. And that speaks a lot to me too, because a lot of times I go home and I'm like, oh man, I don't really feel social today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to like do everything, but um, something that Re- Rachel really pointed out was talking about investment, like mm-hmm. the quality of the time as well. The more you invest, the more you'll gain from that experience. Um, oftentimes, that, again, it does require you to, to jump out of your comfort zone, but that's what ends up making the, the experience so much more rewarding, especially when it is a positive experience because you get to build a little trust in yourself and realize, hey, this is really cool. It's a little bit of a boost to realize that saying yes to something that you might have said no to actually played out well. Yeah, and, and and that was something you even spoke to a little bit as well, is getting outside of your comfort zone and challenging yourself. That's where the whole idea of picking hobbies came from. You have to challenge yourself to keep moving forward as an individual that contributed both to your professional life and your personal growth. Um, yeah, that, that was the key. That was the key for me. Um, professionally, yes, try to build as many experiences as you can. But on top of that, I think, you know, in college and school, we get so used to having all of these opportunities to do new things. Every semester, we're taking different classes. Um, we're doing different projects. But when you enter the professional world and you kind of get settled into the flow of your career, um, you kind of lose touch with that that experimentation or that learning. And that's where I challenged myself and I challenge a lot of people that I come across to think of things that are completely outside what you typically would do for work. Hmm. And, and I don't know, experiment with stuff that you've always wanted to do, but you never have had the time to do or you never prioritized um, time to do. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's so true. So easily you just kind of focus on like the main skills or the main like areas of expertise in your career and just kind of let that become a habit, right? Because habits are efficient, but you lose some of the things that are naturally in your life through primary school or college that force you to diversify your interests, right? Whether it be an art class or whether it be on the other side, that's more um, rigorous. And so being conscious of that mm-hmm. going into the rest of your life is super important. So. At the end of the day, it's about being a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. And um, to do that, you definitely have to pursue many different things and what you don't realize is when you do that it it tends to tie back to really big life lessons um and you never would have had that chance to learn a lot of those life lessons if you didn't put yourself out there first (laughs) very cool well that was a great theme one the second theme that stood out to me was the idea around leaders growing strong leaders and how it ties into mentorship and the fight for equity Simone, where did you see that in season two? Well, one of the most powerful moments of season two is when Yahana came on and she talked about what it means to actually be a truly good leader. And she said, good leaders create followers, but great leaders create other leaders. Hmm. And we had a couple other interviewees say the same thing similarly and At the end of the day, what Johanna was talking about when she shared this was 
that when you're in the leadership space or have an opportunity to create influence, it's not about people looking at you. It's thinking about who else can we influence to create change. And a lot of that points towards mentorship. It's not about enjoying the spotlight for yourself or enjoying the pedestal that you're on that keeps you so far removed from others. It's really thinking about how can I use my position to empower and uplift others. And when we talk about empowerment, it doesn't mean the loss of power. I think sometimes the word empowered can be a buzzword that people react strongly towards. And really empowerment isn't viewing the creation of space as a minimization of your own voice. Think of it more of like an echo chamber. And this is something that Johanna talked about as well. Um, we are all joining our voices together to create an even louder echo. And we're all building together and we're building influence together. And that's the idea of bringing everybody in and not really highlighting the one person. And as we develop as leaders in our careers, understanding that we will get more impact when we focus on others than we do when we focus on highlighting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So often it's easy to say, okay, I need to grow my own leadership. And, and that just automatically focuses you towards yourself, right? But especially, as, as Jana put it, focusing externally towards other people and enlarging them doesn't endanger yourself. That's great. Jessica also touched on it, I believe, while you were interviewing her. How did Jessica put it? Yeah, well, Jessica, I think she's such a special person because she really dedicates who she is and her career towards mentorship, whether it's with um, her business clients or with younger generations. And um, Jessica quoted Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, who very similar similarly talked about how a good leader inspires people to have confidence in their leader, but a great leader inspires people to have confidence in themselves. Jessica really talked about investing in the younger generations and helping them learn how to be confident and feel empowered because truly they are the future and we need to make sure that we're sharing our successes and our mistakes with them. Oftentimes when we think about our own professional development and wanting to hit our next goal or our next achievement, what it does if we're not aware of it, is it ends up siloing us and we lose out and we miss out on the opportunities to learn from others when we invest our time in others. Hmm. It's definitely a two-way street. It's not giving of your resources and, and your time so that others can take advantage of it and, and do better than you. Really, it's a two-way highway. You're giving of yourself to others and in return, you have no idea the gifts and the blessings that they give back to you. What a blessing it is to be able to pour into somebody's life too and and just not know where it's going to go, right? <laughs> There's kind of a a wonderful mystery to it too. Whether you see that return or not, you can you can say, you know, I really poured into that person with what I had and you can be proud of that. And then sometimes you're blessed to see a wonderful return. I think of a quote I came across recently this week actually that said, if you want to see an impact or a return in one year, plant a grain of rice. If you want to see something in 10 years, plant a tree. And I was like, oh, plant a tree. That's where it's going to stop, right? The Greek said, you know, impact your future by like planting a tree so your kids can grow up in the shade of the tree, right? But if you want to impact the next 100 years, pour into somebody's child, right? Or into your children and uh, 
that's a rough paraphrase, but that's so, so important. So true. Yeah. It's all about legacy and building relationships. You never know where that will come back mm-hmm. and help you out in a time of need um, when you're not expecting it. And that's something that Alexa talked about as well when she talked about building networks and putting your resources and your time into others. Yeah. Before we move on to our favorite theme, I was watching Kung Fu Panda 3 this weekend. Okay. <laughs> and um, as much as I love the Kung Fu Panda series for how playful and fun it is, uh, Poe's like big challenge is to teach. And that was what brought out like his true character and what he realizes brings forth other people's true character. And so even through mentorship or, or promoting others in whether it be the fight for equity or other areas of life, that also brings your truest potential and self out too. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, we are in our earlier years of our careers, but one day we will be bosses and bosses of bosses. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to learn how to truly lead in a way that is beneficial, not to ourselves, but to all. Wow. Well, thank you to Jessica and Johanna and all those in, in you, Simone and Rachel, for those previous themes and bringing those out in our in our podcast. I want to ask you though, Simone, what was your favorite takeaway in season two? Okay, so if I had to just pick like a favorite moment for me in season two, I personally loved Alexa Reddick's energy when she said, <laughs> "Don't be everyone's cup of tea. If you're acting like everyone else, you're doing it wrong." So much moxie. She's incredible. And unapologetically her. Mm -hmm. When we are first like getting our footing in our careers, and I'm talking like the first 10 years in our career, I think um, it's overwhelming at times. You're trying to figure out where where your space is, what's your niche, what's your strengths, what are are you good at, um, where do people find value in you? And throughout all of it, it can be tempting to kind of lose the sense of who you are. you know, you can succumb to these feelings of imposter syndrome or just feeling as though, you know, you're not worthy or you're not capable of, or you just need to listen to what other people are telling you. But I think that there's a really important opportunity to think about just staying true to who you are. Mm. Um, Some of that has to do with just growing up and maturing. Um, I'm going to be turning 30 next year. And something that people are telling me is, oh, man, when you hit your 30s, you're just not going to care anymore. Or, you know, you'll you'll know who you are and you'll just live that truth. But I mean, I think that there's some validity in trying to pursue that sooner in your life and understand that you have important gifts. No one person is the same. You're here for a reason. And so really lean into who you are as a person and do your best to find who that person is and speak up and you never know the type of respect that people will build towards you for doing that even if in the moment it feels uncomfortable and it's funny because a similar theme that dovetails into that that speaks a lot to what alexa was saying was when johanna mentioned that every time you shrink away from yourself you knock away a piece of yourself and in that a completely honest and authentic way of looking at yourself is like, hey, if the current culture or dynamic or the vibe I'm getting is totally not against me, am I going to shrink away from myself and and not show who I am? Or am I going to live into it and, and be bold? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she, she said at the end of the day, um, people aren't always going to be trying to carve a space out for you. You just have to go out and get it. 
you need to take up that space unapologetically. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot that we intuitively know. I think what she said was we know more than we think and hold the answers to so many of our community's most pressing needs. And I, th- I think that's true. A lot of things, what we observe, what we see, what we absorb even uh, cognitively that we're not even very aware of, oftentimes our intuition leads us to the right answer and in the right direction, growing a mindset to listen to ourselves and, and implement what we think is the right direction. Last night I was playing trivia and the, the theme of the night was go with your first instinct because the more you rationalize it, the more sure you're to be wrong. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> of course, we're speaking about much bigger things, but there's a truth to it. So Yeah, absolutely. If I was going to summarize season two in a few sentences, I would say that from living into yourself, right, and from being a yes person and investing in yourself and from the importance of challenging yourself, from leading in the spaces you're in and being intentional about pouring into other people, I would say a good summary of season two would be to live into your present so well that your future is inevitable. And I think Sajina brought this out amazingly in her episode where she talks about 14 peaks and don't worry about the future. Just be so good in what you're, what you're doing right now in the present that, uh, that the future is inevitable. I think Johanna also touched on that topic. Simone, how did you see that when Johanna touched on it? Well, Johanna talked about scaffolding. Um, and that was in, the, in relation to support when you take a big leap. Mm. She really encouraged our listeners to go for the next thing, to do it afraid, to jump, to take the leap. And what you don't realize is that every day you are building the scaffolding and the support to catch you when you do take that big leap. Hmm. It's all about trusting yourself and making sure that um, prioritizing your day-to-day and understanding that the small steps that you're taking are just as important as the big accomplishments, the big leaps, the big challenges. Johanna said, um, it's very likely that you have what it takes to succeed. And you never really know whether or not you have what it takes until you do take that leap. That's so true. Johanna is addressing it from, hey, where you're at right now, you've already done the work to get there, so trust yourself. And what Sajina is saying was do what you're, what's in front of you right now so that when you get to that spot that Johanna's talking about, it's inevitable that you're going to get there and that you're going to have those challenges because you're doing right now so well. So that's a beautiful tie and I think they complement each other really well too and we didn't expect to see that in season two. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a really good lesson for us, um, us younger folk to mm. think about. I think when we are um, in our in the earlier stages of our careers, we're always thinking about the future. We're thinking about what's next, what's coming, what we need to work towards. And it's such a great reminder to live well in mm. the present. And how how funny is it that the one who really drove that lesson home was mm. the youngest person in our leadership lineup, Sajina. She is such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Cool. Well, that's all I got as far as themes outside of season two. I would love to hear from the listeners if they thought of any other themes and, and wanted to bring them out. Share them with us on our email, info at Um 
Yeah, we definitely encourage you guys to listen back on on the episodes that we had previously. Um, such great nuggets, plenty of stuff that we didn't even touch on today. But I think overall, such an inspiration to speak with each and every one of these women who are just leading the charge in our community today. Totally. So, Johannes, let's look to the future now. Let's talk about what's next. First of all, I wanted to congratulate you on stepping into the role of president of HYP. Thanks, Simone. It's it's absolutely an honor. And uh, it's been something I've seen coming for a year. But at the same time, stepping into this role is just a whole bundle of emotions, nerves, and excitement. So, <laughs> Well, I'm really just loving this moment right now where I get to turn the microphone uh, onto you. But I just want to take a minute to sit in here and talk about this really quick. What motivated you to pursue this position? Well, five years ago or even three years ago, I wouldn't have said my goal is to be the president of the Holland Zealand Young Professionals, right? Uh, what, what happened was I got made aware of him through various means. It was a nomination for an award that I didn't win, by the way. And I was like, man, I've seen Hip around. I should get involved a little bit. And so I got involved. And the way that ended up working was getting involved on the board. And as I was doing the work of a board member, Hip is a very involved board. A lot of the work is done by the board members. Uh, I was looking around and saying, man, you know, I'm seeing things that I'm excited about. I'm learning more about my community. And originally I was part of HIP to get to know the who's who and the what's what of Holland, right? And so I'm involved in the board and I'm seeing things and I'm like, man, I think we could do that better. We do this really, really well. I I love this. And wow, I wonder what it would look like if we did that. And eventually it came to the spot where I was nominated for vice president. And I was like, no, not me. Definitely not. I said no. Why? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'd been on the board for a year, I think, or two years. It was it was two years, I think. And um, and I was like, I just I don't know hip well enough. I don't have a background in nonprofit. I don't. I barely know how we f- raise funds. I've been only through one cycle of how the board works. And our amazing president, Darlene, or past president this past year, Darlene, she's had like 10 years of board experience, right? That sounds like there's no way I'm qualified or ready to even, I don't even have a plan. And that was kind of the moment though, where it was like, well, I think I, we've addressed some pretty good issues and we've we've identified some big things as hip. What would it look like if I came up and started taking notes and tried to come up with a plan? And over the next year, that was that was the thing. It was can I come up with a plan so that if this leadership opportunity ever presents itself again, I'll be able and in a position and in a mindset to say yes. And that's what happened. So that's how I find myself here. And uh, and that's kind of the motivation of the story behind it. Okay. Well, let's talk about this plan because <laughs> I, I got a peek at the plan and I have to say it's incredible. HYP's board is all volunteer led and to see the amount of... Um, talent and time and passion that each board member pours into um, running this organization is truly incredible. And dare I say it, it's it's a bit overwhelming to think about like all of the potential and the opportunities that lie ahead for HYP. Mm. So can you tell me um, what is your overall hope uh, and your vision for 2023 as your president? Well, first of all, HIP is crossing over a huge threshold. 
2023, we are going to become a 20-year-old organization. And as I think about that, as I think about the many years, the many presidents that have come before me, the many board members that have come before me, and the amount of commitment it takes to be a board member and, and the amount of love we pour into this authentic uh, West Michigan community, uh, I hope that the mark we leave is uh, to make our board a more robust board, something that when somebody steps into it, they know they're stepping into a well-oiled machine. And in some cases, I think it's fair to say in many situations, HIP is still a little ad hoc. And as we go into our more mature years, hopefully we can adopt some of those uh, mature aspects of an organization. And then really exciting things like something that HIP is doing this year, the 2023 YP Leadership Conference coming up in February. Um, save the date coming out soon. We just we just got a venue. Super excited about this. This is going to be huge. It's going to be at the Civic Center. Um, but events like that are going to become more commonplace, easier for HIP to, to throw, more consistent. And uh, year over year, HIP will be a much more, um, I wouldn't say powerful, but um, have a lot more capacity as an organization to connect and develop the young professionals in our community. So that's what I'm really looking for for 2023. Our board is going to do a lot of internal work, and we're still going to have a lot of events, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, opportunities for our community, but we're also going to be doing a lot of work internally and building a strong, solid foundation. So we got a lot of work to do, and I couldn't be more uh, impressed, pleased, or honored for the board that I get to work with that uh, not only uh, nominated me for vice president, but... Uh, that, that is allowing me as a very young and novice person uh, to throw a vision against them. That's going to take a lot of work. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the motivation. I love the determination. And um, personally, I have to say, I'm looking forward to working with you on the board and um, seeing how far we can take this with HYP. I think it's all about leaving a big legacy and it's a great opportunity for us to practice that as an organization that is built up of young professionals in the area. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be a board member now and to to stay connected with HIP. Yeah, that was one of the cool, cool surprises and uh, just amazing things that came out of the past few months is uh, when you put your application in, we got uh, during our board interviewing process and we got to bring you on board. And I've got to say, as I've personally connected with some of the past board members, some of the founders, and and tried to glean wisdom, advice, insight, it's amazing how many of them are like, I met my wife through HIP, or I met me and my business colleague through HIP, and or it's, this person came back after so many years, um, and they were a HIP connection, you know, and and uh, and so yeah, I couldn't be more excited about the future and, and the board we get to serve with and the people we get to connect and develop. So. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners definitely come out and. Um, you know, plug into the events that we're going to be planning in the future and, Amen. you know, get even more involved. Join the board too. volunteer for a committee. Um, there's so much opportunity here and it's such a great way to just build friendship, build relationships and, and build out your network. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, uh, January coming in January, we'll have all of our committee positions, our whole org structure graphed out on our website. So if somebody is looking for the next step to be more plugged into the board and the community, that's a great place to do it. Uh, so shameless plug for committee positions. We're growing it. We've got them defined. We're defining them and, and we'll be publishing them soon. But Simone, I wanted to focus on you for a minute and just say thank you so much for your work on the podcast. You're the voice of season two. 
And it has been just an unexpected and amazing pleasure to be able to work with you and get to know you better. Honestly, last December, when we were going through the awards, I was in a spot where I was like, man, the podcast is just a lot of work. It's a Mm -hmm. ton of work. I don't I don't know if I have the capacity or the drive to take it for another season. And out of the blue, you're like, hey, I heard you run a podcast. (laughs) And then you're like, let's talk about it because I want to start a podcast too. (laughs) And that turned into season two, which was just a blessing um, and in an amazing way to get to know our leaders. So um, it was an unexpected surprise to be able to work with you. And it's it's been a huge um, a gift to be able to dive into something that's brand new, doesn't have a ton of structure, and see you work your magic on creating structure behind it, diving in and uh, creating those uh, those interview sheets that we would go out and brainstorm around and just have a whole session around getting to know somebody, honor them, and then get validated when we showed when you would take that to the interviewee or to one of the award winners and say, "Hey, what does this look like? Do you, do you think this is the right?" Uh, direction and they're like yeah and let's add this and this is perfect you know so it was an amazing amazing season two and I really want to take a moment to thank you um, for your time well I appreciate it you're so kind and it's really been such an awesome experience getting to know each of the other award winners and really just having this opportunity to pour into them and to celebrate them and like you said earlier to um, figure out a way to best honor who they are in this moment in time it's it's been inspiring and and thank you so much for taking uh just taking a chance on me I know I came up to you out of the blue and I was like hey let me help you (laughs) so thank you for um, being open to that I think it was just such a natural um, partnership in pulling this season together. And I can't wait to to see where it goes from here with the podcast. Absolutely. I got to know, though, as uh, someone who is a uh, serial hobbyist, I would say, <laughs> every six months, a new hobby, right? Yes. So every, every six months, this was your six-month hobby. And... Uh, I think we're within scope. It might be month seven now, maybe a little little over scope, but definitely in the in the uh, shooting range. How did this hobby go for you? Was it what you were expecting? Um, it was about what I was expecting. I mean, I always wanted to uh, start my own podcast, but I was very hesitant because I I just felt like it would be a lot of work, and I wasn't wrong. It is a lot of work. It definitely is a lot better when you have at least two people helping out and working on it. But like I said earlier, I just think that it's so rewarding to really highlight other people and to showcase their gifts and let them talk. And and really, it, it was so it flowed so naturally um, when it came to putting these episodes together for our guests. It was so fun. I would say my overall lesson learned from this hobby that I have checked off my list is just how valuable it is to connect with other people and Mm. how much you can learn from other people. Uh, When you pull away from yourself and you really get to just sit and bask in other people's wisdom, your peers' wisdom at that, you know, and people even younger than you who who really are just doing incredible things, whether they realize it or not, and mm. to be able to celebrate them and, and affirm all of the hard work they're doing. That's one thing that I saw you blossom as, as an interviewer on a podcast. I know speaking personally, 
when it comes to this medium of mics and voices, it's like so many questions race through your head. Am I close enough to the mic? Am I on script? What are they actually saying? How do I follow up on a question? How do I make it more informal or open them up and you know and then oh there was a noise and how do we go back and <laughs> circle back to the sound and all that stuff so but you were really shown into that and um i saw quite a few instances of just amazing interviewing and and uh and and conversation and so that that was very cool to see and uh and we were blessed by it so thank you shameless plug here real quick we are going to continue the co-host model so if somebody is looking to be a co-host, similar to Simone, Hip is looking for that. So if, if you've got uh, interest in being a co-host for this podcast, send us an email and get connected with us and we'll, we'll go through that. But Simone, you've got another hobby coming up. Yes, I do. What's your next hobby? Well, I already started it. But, um, <laughs> um, I am getting into beekeeping now. Okay. What is beekeeping, Simone? <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny to tell people that they're like, um, what? So yeah, no, like straight up the beekeeper suit, the nets, um, and I am taking care of bees. Uh, so I've always been in love with insects. So growing up in New York City, uh, definitely wasn't around a lot of animals. And so the only time I really got to interact with nature was if I went to the botanical gardens or uh, Central Park or in my case, hanging out on the sidewalk playing with the ants. So <laughs> um, I've just I've just always loved uh, bugs in that way, <laughs> like a weirdo. So I just it's so exciting to dive into the world of beekeeping. There is so much to learn mm. and um, even more exciting, there is an incredible community of beekeepers here in West Michigan that are so passionate about pollinators and they're so passionate to help other people learn about them too. What did that look like? You just one day were like, man, bees are important and I love bugs or what? Because you know, a lot of people are terrified of bees. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't like, if a bee is close to my face, I'm not about it. I will say that. But um you know, an opportunity came up. Uh, there were a couple of hives that um, were being taken care of locally, and the original beekeeper is moving on um, to a different part of the state. And so there is this opportunity to um, get to take on that uh, that point of taking care of these bees. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I have a new hobby. I've always loved beekeeping. It's something I've been talking about a lot in the past couple of years. I personally wanted to just have a hive in my backyard, uh, whatever that would look like. But I think this is even cooler to have multiple hives to look after and to learn about. Hmm. And I will say, you know, being in all of that beekeeping gear makes you feel a lot safer. Uh, oh. You can get really close to those bees and not really worry about getting stung too bad. Very cool. Wow, that's so interesting. So it sounds like you're stepping into beekeeping in, in kind of a big way. Tell me more. Are bees important? Why Why are they so important? I guess I'm kind of assuming they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you hear, you see the t-shirts, you hear the, the slogan, save the bees, save yep. the bees. Um, it's true. I mean, I, okay, I'm, I'm learning, so I'm, I'm not claiming to be an expert at all. But at the end of the day, um, 
honeybees and pollinators are very, very important. They're a huge part of our ecosystem. And for me personally, um, taking this time to to learn about them and to take care of these hives um, is a way for me to connect with nature. It's also a way for me to help um, give back to our environment and understand that, you know, these colonies of bees are um, spanning, um, you know, miles radius uh, mm. of an area and they're getting to help pollinate crops and they're helping to pollinate other beautiful flowers and they're helping make the world a, a better place, a more beautiful place. And they're helping uh, create resources for all of us to continue to live and enjoy our world. Man, that sounds like a similar community that I know of in West Michigan made up of various young professionals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> plug for HYB. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i just starting off, but there are definitely a lot of lessons to learn here when it comes to beekeeping. Um, you are looking at tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of bees in a hive and... Um, each one has their important little role that they were born to do. And they, um, you don't look at them as individuals, you look at them as a unit. And that's how they mm. approach the world as a unit. Like, how do we work together to survive and to thrive and to eventually create more hives? Um, and so it's definitely a really great lesson in teamwork and how working together and trusting one another's gifts and their roles um, is far more beneficial. Um, you know, it's funny because you, you've got the cute, fuzzy little honeybees, but when you're out working at the hives, there's a lot of other insects that are trying to get that honey. Mm. Um, and so you'll see yellow jackets and there's ants and there's hive beetles and there's all these other different um, bugs around. And it's so interesting to see when a yellow jacket gets really close and up in there in the honeycomb and the bees kind of swarm around it um, as a unit and they help protect their hive and, and they will take care of and they will take out anyone who's infiltrating their space. It's so interesting to see. And, you know, if a honeybee falls in a puddle of water, they'll link arms and they'll pull the, the oh, bee man. out. It's just so <laughs> cute and so cool. And it's definitely giving me a bigger appreciation for working together. <laughs> I think back to season to episode one where we left off the episodes uh encouraging the young professionals to dance into their authentic community and be their truest self yes and i love that we're ending season two with buzz like a bee <laughs> be part of this community dance yeah. communicate your message and buzz like a bee work into your role work into who you are as a person as an integral part of this west michigan community and and be yourself so on this final note of Buzzing Like a Bee, Simone, you have been working incredibly hard over the last few years and have recently been recognized by the Grand Rapids Business Journal as one of the 40 under 40 leaders in this community. And so before we close out the episode, of course, we can't go without mentioning and congratulating you for this award. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, totally unexpected for me. I... I don't know. I, I think I was at a loss. I was in shock. I, <laughs> I'm i sorry, Grand Rapids Business Journal. This is not a knock on your credibility, but I, I got the email initially and I thought I was being like spammed or something like it was a prank. I don't know. I was just like, is, this can't be real. Um, I showed it to my boss and he's like, oh, no, no, that is very real. So it's it's such an honor to be considered um, 
one of the 40 under 40 business leaders in the Grand, the greater Grand Rapids area this year. And um, I have to say, you know, there are points in my career recently where I, you know, I wasn't the most proud of what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was doing enough, uh, dare I mm. say, um, or I didn't feel like I was doing anything really special. But I think that's where it ties back into a lot of the stuff we were talking about today where you don't realize like every day um, as you do your best to show up, how those things build up to these larger accomplishments. And I cannot say, I personally can't take credit for some big, great, um, singular um, achievement that mm. I've done to to win this award. I don't know. I I'm just continuing continuing to to live on and do my best in the world. And it's been so incredibly affirming to receive s- this recognition for the work I'm doing. Once again, congratulations, Simone. It's it's terrific to have you as a part of this community to be able to interact with you and uh, and to be able to work with you in in so many different capacities. So. We're ready to close out the season. Well, thank you, Johannes. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Hot Off the Hip. This is your season two co-host, Simone Withers, signing off. Peace and love to all of our listeners. Make sure to check out our events page at www.behip.org. That's B-E-H-Y-P dot O-R-G. For the current offering of community and development events created by the Holland Zealand Young Professionals. And also take a moment to look through our show notes, connect with our guest, or leave a voice message with your thoughts on this episode. Today's show was a blast to put together, and I look forward to doing this again soon on the next episode of Hot Off the Hip.